It's celebration week at the podcast, and I am so glad you're here. If you are brand new here and you're tuning in and you think, gosh, this girl is busy posting once a day, you need to know what's happening. This is anniversary week at the podcast, and today marks my one-year anniversary. So we are celebrating all week long with daily giveaways, daily podcasts, daily deep discounts for the products in my design suite. And I don't want you to miss any of the fun. So stop right now, email me at figandfarmathome at gmail.com and ask to join the newsletter so that you can make sure that you are entered to win for any of the giveaways the rest of the week. In today's episode, we are talking about the year in review, the highs and the lows, the behind the scenes peek at what it takes to put a podcast together and how it's been going for one year. Do I want to continue? Do I not? What is the end goal? And so much more. And if you are brand new here, I do want you to come back next Tuesday when we resume our Quick Tip Tuesday, and then next Thursday, we have a very, very special guest, someone you might recognize, actually. So that is a sneak peek at what's to come, starting off our new year in podcasting. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. All right, enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is. But our culture has shifted, and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style. Where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. A lot of times when I'm chatting with the boys, I'll often say, hey, do you guys want the good news or the bad news first? And all the time, they always choose the bad news. Somehow they want the bad news first, (laughs) maybe ending on a high. So we're going to go that route as we talk about the year in review for the podcast, the things that were high and the things that were low. And the things that were low aren't bad things, but they are less than ideal things. And so we're going to be really vulnerable as we share some of the things that were less than ideal. So we're going to start there, and I have five. The first thing is that sometimes this job can be really lonely. And I shared this at the six-month mark as well, that when you're working from home, you don't necessarily have the fun water cooler banter or the lunchtime chat. And I do get that in one of my other jobs. Maybe I've shared this before, but part of being a former teacher means that my heart is still a little bit in the school setting. And so I spend about six months out of the year coaching in at the middle school level. I coach boys basketball, girls basketball, and girls volleyball. So I get that banter. I get that camaraderie with my colleagues. I do get that. The thing that I'm talking about with podcasting, though, is the idea of running things by someone who's walking that same road with you, someone who is on the same journey and has similar goals, is doing a very similar thing. Because I, when I have an idea, I want to bounce it off someone. I want to have that feedback. I want to have 
someone who may have walked one step ahead of me to be able to say, have you thought about this? And as much as I love my husband, when I run ideas by him, <laughs> he will sometimes say, well, what does this person think? What does, what, I, I don't know, who should you ask? And those are valid questions. So this is going to be a, a part two. I am going to tell you how this frustration is going to lead to a goal I have in the next year. But that can be a little bit frustrating. You know, when I was teaching and I had a problem with a kiddo or someone, one of my colleagues had a problem with a kiddo, we really could. Hey, what would you, you know, here's a situation. The kiddo is coming in late constantly. How would you word the email to mom and dad? Or the kiddo is struggling with this math concept. Do you have any ideas? I've tried absolutely everything. It's that kind of thing. So I do have one idea for for remediating this and I will talk about it in the goal section. The second thing about podcasting that can feel less than ideal is that it's unlike any other job where you are getting a written review, you're getting a um, your superiors coming in and telling you, hey, these are the points that we might need to work on in order to improve performance, or hey, these are the things that you're, you're excelling at, these are whatever it is, that, that formal review. And I don't get that here. I gauge a lot of what I'm doing based on what I hear back from you, which ultimately is what I want. But sometimes when there is a lack of response, especially in comparison to all of the content I'm putting out, that can feel sometimes a little defeating. It can feel a little, I'm going to be dramatic, but you know, if you've been hanging around me, you know that cue the drama, (laughs) but like tap, 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 Bueller, Bueller. Is anyone out there? And so this is part of the good part, but when I hear from you, it just lights me up so much. It is a spark that kind of keeps me going because there are times when I just have no idea if anyone is able to apply what I'm teaching, if anyone is able to understand what I'm teaching, if anyone is using any of the ideas that I'm teaching, if anyone likes it enough that they're sharing. And that lack of response can be sometimes debilitating is a strong word. That's not what I mean, but it can be a little um, not motivating, quite honestly. It can make the commitment I've made to say, hey, I am doing this for a year. And by the way, I'm actually doing two a week for a year. It can make that commitment sometimes not motivating. It can make me feel sometimes like, well, why, why bother? Why should I on this cold, rainy, windy gross Northwest day, do I want to get out of my PJs and pretend like I'm working? (laughs) Well, and I know why, and I will tell you in the what's good about this section, but that's just a little piece of vulnerability that sometimes the lack of hearing, the lack of review, the lack of, not acknowledgement, I don't mean that, but that, that can feel less than motivating. The third thing that can feel a little on the down side of podcasting is that for me specifically, I, I'm still learning and I am not as efficient as I would like to be. So part of my decorating business is, is manifold. It is not just the podcast. So if we think about what I do in terms of an umbrella, we would say the umbrella is decorating, but underneath that umbrella, there are four different shoots. I have the podcast. I have my Facebook community, which I serve on the regular. I have my brick and mortar store, which takes a lot to keep running and curating things and creating things and 
all of that. And then I have my clients that I work with. And I guess we could probably add a fifth one if we talk about the design school. And those clients are different than the ones who I might be creating for. I'm actually teaching separately and independently. So five little umbrellas. So to know that the podcast can take up a lot of my time and to know that I'm doing two a week, I would love to be able to have that just a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more efficient and a little bit, just a little bit more efficient. And I do have plans in place for how to make that happen and still show up in some of the ways that I want to in the other areas. Uh, But the decorating umbrella, I love that it is multifaceted and I love that it has so many different parts. So I love the brick and mortar, love the clients, love the little school, love all of that. And I don't necessarily want to tweak or take away any of those things. I just want to be able to really develop my system for efficiency. And I think I've got it. I think, and I'm hoping that next year at this time, when we do the second year review, that that efficiency will show, um, will pay off. And I'll be able to talk about that a little bit more. Now, you probably won't see the efficiency. What you have seen in the inefficiency for me is maybe I have posted my podcast a little bit later on a Thursday than I have intended, maybe a little bit later on a Tuesday than I've intended, but I've shown up and I've been consistent and that I am so incredibly proud of. The fourth thing that is a little less than ideal is that for me specifically as a creative, I gain inspiration several ways. I gain inspiration by hearing from you. I gain inspiration from working on projects myself. I gain inspiration from working with clients and seeing them make the change. And if any of those pieces aren't feeding the inspiration source, then sometimes I can kind of be a, hmm, what am I going to talk about today? Hmm, what am I going to talk about? And Because the inefficient piece of creating the podcast, it takes so much time because it's not as efficient yet. It means that I've had less time to work on projects for my own home and things that I know will take time, but I know ultimately will feed my creative soul. I know that they do. And, and so that's been one of the drawbacks is I have projects in mind and not necessarily as much time to work on them. But I know that how it works for me is that once I start working on them and once I'm able to make change happen, I am going to be brimming full of ideas. And, you know, one thing I just got back from a client's house today and as we were walking through her space, it's so adorable. It is so cute. And when we're done, I will make sure we post pictures because it is absolutely stunning. It's turning out fabulous. And she's making change happen. And it's There is some collaboration and there's a lot of direction on my part, but the thing that's happening is the the ball is rolling, the wheel is turning, and she's motivated, which is so much fun. So I went over there, gave lots of ideas today, and talked through some things that we'd been thinking about. And I kept thinking, you're making me want to do my own home. And I actually told her that you're making me want to do my own home. You're making me want to redo this. And that's just how it works for a creative. Maybe not for everyone, but for this creative, it does. So knowing that I want to be more efficient so that I can have more creative time and energy to do some of the projects around my own home. I am so excited about that. And the last drawback for podcasting for me is the idea that this is a desk job and 
as a traditionally active person, sometimes sitting because I'm so inefficient, (laughs) which I think all of these things, once they become efficient, this will kind of solve itself, right? But I'm sitting way more than I want to. And, you know, a couple years before the pandemic, my gym closed. And so I joined a yoga studio, loved yoga, loved hot yoga. And then of course the pandemic hit and I did yoga virtually online with my same studio, but that's not nearly as motivating. And so all of this is culminating in this idea of, you know what, my pants might be fitting just a little bit more snugly. So that is a drawback and it's a very real drawback. But what I'm noticing this week more than any is that the combo of sitting too much and a little less yoga means my back has been so incredibly sore and I am currently dealing with um, healing from my back going out. And so that is definitely a drawback. Of course, when I'm creating for someone, when I am refinishing a client piece, of course I am active. But in general, the desk job is not super my lifestyle. And coaching only helps so much. You know, I'm not always running up and down the court with the kiddos. I'm not always able to play volleyball with the kiddos like the kiddos do. So, you know, it's not like I can just always get my exercise there, though I do condition them and I do participate. (laughs) And that can be really fun. All right, on to the good things. There have been a lot of great things from podcasting this last year, and I have five. The first thing is that You know, one of the reasons I started the podcast in the first place was because I felt like I had a a message to share with so many mamas who were walking the same road I was years ago. That idea of I am raising my family and I'm at home during nap times. we're, We're just at home in general, right? Some of us now, especially more than ever, are still working from home and that hasn't changed. But the idea that home is such an important place for your family life, your family culture, and knowing that that is just as much an investment piece, I think, as investing in your kiddos and being able to walk into your doors and feeling like this is a place where I feel safe, I feel loved, I feel fed, I feel like I'm getting nurtured so that I can go out back into the world that can sometimes be yuck. So I believe that that's a message that needs to be heard. And so sharing that has been awesome, but I digress just a little bit. I started it also because I wanted to communicate in a way that my boys could see mom following a dream. And of course, dad following a dream, they will have always known that dad is doing the same job as he has been unless he changes something. But for me, they've seen mom at home. They've seen mom running the book fair at the school. They've seen mom volunteering at church. They've seen mom do all the things, all the field trips, being present in all these ways, which I still am and I'm still wanting to be. But they've not seen mom in a working role in a working capacity and pursuing a dream. And I wanted them to be able to have, I wanted them to see front row and center what it looks like for someone to follow a dream. And so that ultimately is why I started the podcast. And they don't often ask me, hey mom, what was your podcast on today? Hey mom, what's, they don't necessarily ask those things, but when the big things happen, which 
has happened the last couple of weeks. When the big things happen, they're asking me about it. They're engaged. They're as delighted as I am. They're coming home and saying, hey, mom, how did that interview go? And that to me is delightful. That to me is worth it through and through because they're seeing a pursuit of a dream. They're seeing it unfold in real time and they're just as much a part of it as I am. The second great thing that has happened this year is that my stake in the design world has grown in confidence. And as I shared last year on my very first day of starting the podcast, I shared that it feels like I am going to work naked everyone's eyes are on me and the whispers behind backs and the judgment made was something that was holding me back. And not necessarily for those of you who might be listening in other parts of the world, but those who are closest to you, those who I might run into at the grocery store, those who I might've run into at the park, at Starbucks, those were the people who I was most afraid of and I am no longer And I feel so blessed by that because the power has not been given to them as it shouldn't have been. No one really cares, honestly. And feeling like I have been able to grow in confidence and stake a claim saying that I believe in this message enough to walk past that sideways glance that really probably isn't a sideways glance anyway. It's probably because my zipper is down. (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a thing. And I was making it a thing. And that feels so much of a relief. And I do know in that same breath, I do know that there are going to be times when there have been people who have listened, who I don't know, who are not the ones I'm running to in the store that may turn me off in two seconds may think, gosh, she thinks she knows all that. And this message isn't for me. And that's okay. I know that those who are going to be sticking around and listening, that this message is for them as much as it is for me, that they are the ones who need to hear it. And I do believe very much that God is going to bring me and has brought me the people I can serve, the people I can share with, the people I can join in community in really teaching them something that I think is valuable. And it's not going to be for everyone. And that's okay. That is absolutely okay. If my message was for everyone, this would be a very boring world. If that newscaster down the street, if his message was for everyone, we would all be so boring. (laughs) That's what what makes us all unique, right? We're all different and we all have different messages to share and different messages that we would like to receive. So knowing and feeling confident in that is a, a true blessing. The third thing that has been really a wonderful blessing from doing the podcast this year is something that I have already alluded to, and that is when I hear from all of you. It very much ignites creativity. It sparks that creativity, and it allows for those creative juices to to be flowing. I've mentioned before that there are times when, you know, as as a decorator, I'm not a mind reader. As a content creator, I'm not a mind reader. And I don't know what you don't know. I can think maybe I know which topics to talk about and maybe how you might need to be helped. But unless I hear from you and in your own words, there are times when maybe I'm shooting in the dark. So hearing from you just makes me so incredibly Um, it just lights me up. It makes me so incredibly happy. Even when you say things like, hey, add me to your newsletter. I really enjoy your show. (laughs) 
<laughs> that makes me so happy. But when you say things like, I have really enjoyed listening to you. I have moved across the country and love hearing what you have to say. You've been kind of company keeping. That makes me feel like what I'm doing is worth it, right? When you're making an impact and you know that you are. So thank you to all of you who have reached out. And if you haven't yet and have thought about it, it blesses me beyond words. It it is something I respond to every message and it is something that just um, keeps this creative wheel going. The fourth thing that has been really wonderful about doing this podcast are the people I've met along the way. Of course, some of you who I've been in dialogue with via email, but there are other people who I've had collaborations with and some you've heard and some you've yet to hear that are just really fun. It is fun to talk shop with people. It is fun to dream with people. It is fun to have those conversations that help communicate the message of home really well and differently, differently than what I would. So to any of you who I have collaborated with, it has been a pure joy. And to those of you who I have yet to, but you're on the docket, I am so excited for when we get a chance to be uh, working together. So those collaborations are so much fun and it is something that bears to be repeated. The fifth thing that has been really wonderful about doing the podcast is that if I don't necessarily hear from some of you in the feedback, I see it in the numbers. And those numbers are something that a lot of people really, really love and creativity lights me up and gets me feeling. But really, realistically, I do need to look at the numbers. And so those have been really helpful to know, oh my gosh, I have, people have been listening here and people have been listening there. And here is, um, here are a few of the numbers that I feel super blessed about. So as of today, we've had 8,000 plus downloads. That means 8,000 times my podcast has hit go. That really just, you guys can't see the smile on my face, but it just makes me incredibly happy. And I know that some people's year marker might be 50,000. I know that some people's year marker might be 100,000, but for me, it is 8,000. And that means that 8,000 times people have said, I want to listen. So that is phenomenal. The other thing too, is that I've reached several countries. I have reached France and Australia, Canada, Luxembourg, Iran. I've reached the Netherlands. I've reached several other places that I just would not necessarily have thought about. So I am just incredibly thrilled and beyond blessed by that. And if you are living in one of those places, hey, say hi. Write me an email at home at gmail.com. And I want to be your long distance pen pal. So make sure you say hi. And when it comes to knowing how well your podcast is doing, there are so many different numbers to look at. There are worldwide rankings. There are um, charts that you look at in different categories around the world. And I am going to read those in an effort to be transparent. This is not a, hey, look, hey, look at me, pat myself on the back. <laughs> Oh gosh, you know, if you know me in person, you know, I am laughing at myself as much as anything else. So this is just something that is measurable. In France, Fig and Farm at Home ranked 124. In the US, 
we ranked 64. In Australia, we ranked 44. In Canada, we ranked 31. In Germany, we ranked 26. And in Luxembourg, we ranked number one, which is pretty awesome. That means at some point in time, that doesn't mean that we're staying stagnant there. It fluctuates every time you put a podcast out, but it means your highest ranked podcast hit number one on the chart. So that's pretty awesome. It also really reminds me of the 1980s music countdown by Casey Kasem. (laughs) So there are times when I think, yeah, (laughs) the countdown gets lower and lower and lower. And then yay, we're number one. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And it is an honor and something that um, will definitely need to go as a highlight reel for Um, on the website. So thank you for listening. If you are in Luxembourg, I appreciate it because you are probably the reason why. Another pretty neat stat that I just was made aware of is that Fig and Farm at Home is in the top 10% of all worldwide podcasts, which that's, that's a pretty neat honor. There are 2 million plus podcasts in the world. So I don't know, what's the math? (laughs) 10% of that 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 means a lot that is so thank you to everyone who has listened because you are contributing to that and that is a growth in numbers a growth in tangible metrics that i can look at as a way to show that yes people are listening and yes there might be impact being made with my message so what do we do from here where do we go and how do we keep on growing i have five goals that i have for this next year and i I'm excited to say them out loud because that's when accountability sets in, right? And I'm excited to come back a year from now and see, did those goals materialize? What happened with them and how did we grow within the next year? So goal number one is to become more efficient, to create systems and to batch my work efficiently enough that I can really make time and space to create at home, to have those projects that light me up and honestly just really need to get done in the house like my early 2000s bathroom it needs a redo (laughs) and I can't wait to get my hands on it but becoming more efficient in my workday means I am more present at night at home with my kiddos and that is ultimately my main goal Part of becoming more efficient is honestly managing the workload, and my goal for the year is to hire help. I don't know what that looks like yet. I don't know if I'll take on an intern. I don't know if I'll take on someone in exchange for design work for them. I don't know yet, and I don't even know yet which jobs I'm going to create, but that is something that as I continue to grow, I am going to need a little bit of outsourcing, and I am excited to bring someone on who might get as excited about making a home space really uh, refreshed and renewed and a reflection of the family living there as I am. So that is um, that is a goal. So in one year's time, I hope to say, yes, I have expanded my little team from fur babies to actual people. <laughs> The third goal I have is to update some of my graphics, some of my um, artwork, some of my um, things that are representative of me and the company online. So, you know, last year when I started the podcast, I started it quick. 
I started it before I was too scared to say no and talked myself out of starting. And, you know, looking at my podcast art, I know that that looks homemade. I know that it looks a little janky and that's okay, honestly, because I know that it is where I began and I began by saying yes. And I would not have changed the way I said yes and when I said yes for anything. So that that is a visual reminder to me that of my commitment to stepping out in fear, stepping out in faith, stepping out, knowing that my kiddos were watching. So I am super proud of that. But I also know that maybe having something a little bit more professional could be good. (laughs) So that is definitely a goal as well. The fourth goal I have is to continue having collaborations, to continue working with other um, people I'm inspired by, to have conversations, to broaden my horizons, to broaden your horizons, to bring topics to you um, that could be of interest as we continue to work towards developing a home that is a reflection of us, that serves us, that is really used and should be used as a way to just enrich our lives and not bring us down. So I look forward to a lot more collaborations and I don't know what that means. I don't know how many that is going to be. I don't have a number for that, but I do look forward to increasing that. The fifth goal I have is to continue expanding my Design 101 Academy that is online. It's my online design school and my goal is to have little classes that are quick and easy DIYs to big classes that will teach you how to design on your own. And there are there are several in the works and one is actually going to be launching on Friday and that is one that I've been thinking about, dreaming about, planning and working towards for a really long time. So this one is a self-paced guide from beginning to end in the design process. It teaches you how to design your home from planning to mapping it out to vision to using a budget that is impactful. It is so, so good. And it is going to be ready on Friday, which I am super thrilled about and a little bit nervous. Now on Friday, this is going to be a very big spoiler for those of you who are following along in the newsletter and you are following along this celebration week and looking to see what the giveaways are each day and looking to see what the daily offers are this each day. On Friday, the daily offer is going to be half price on that course, so which is brand new. And if you are at all interested and you're not on my newsletter, I do want you to uh, make sure you email me so that you get access to that offer as well. And then my final goal for the year is to invest in myself. And what I mean by that is, um, of course, find that yoga class again. <laughs> but but I mean, um, saddle myself up next to a business coach who can guide me along the journey, who can help uh, answer questions and even ask me the questions I need to be asked in order to steer this ship in the way that it could go. And to surround myself with people who are kind of those water cooler lunchtime pals who can encourage and guide and hold accountable and help make change happen. Just like I'm encouraging so many of you to get started and make change in your own home and that maybe maybe some of my products are good for you and maybe not and that's okay. 
But for me, it is time. It is time for me to not just start, but now to have some guidance. And I'm excited for that. Of course, I'm very nervous because it's very vulnerable, right? When you have created something and you've invested time in something and you then invite someone in to take a look and maybe make some tweaks, that could be a little intimidating. But if I would have done that last year, there's no way I would have been ready. But this year, I am. This year, I am ready to uh, surround myself with people who are two steps ahead of me and to help me and encourage me to put my next best foot forward. So there you have it. There is my year in review and the highs, the lows, the goals for the next year, the next 365 days. And now I want to ask you what your goals are. What are your goals as you move forward to the next year? Of course, your year might start January 1st, (laughs) but it's still a year and it's still a year you're spending in your home, investing in your home and your family. And how are you making it the best reflection of you? And is there a way I can help? And if there is, you know how to reach me. Email me at figandfarm at gmail.com or come browse my website, figandfarmathome.com. All right. Until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go. If you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.